Welcome to the Individual Matters podcast and video series where we're focused on learning about learning. My name is Andrew Caton. I'm an educator, author, and director of Individual Matters, a Western Colorado-based psychology practice specializing in evaluations. I'm joined today by my co-host and wife, Dr. Katrina Caton, licensed psychologist and also an educator and author. Today, we'll be kicking off a series focused on executive functioning. We're going to include in this series six segments that are going to look at executive functioning, during which we'll share our five R solutions for everyday living that are going to focus on EF challenges as well as strategies. So first of all, how are you doing today? Hello, everyone. I'm super excited about this series on executive functioning. Yeah, we've been kind of working on this a little bit over the years, but it's come up again in working with some of the schools uh, here in Western Colorado. So this is a good time to, to get back into this again. So I want to start a little bit by talking about what is executive functioning and how do these deficits show up? Um, I can give you my quick take. Uh, back when I taught middle school, um, I used to call these the get-or-done skills. I think that was a, a term that resonated with the kiddos. They, they understood what that meant. And I think we all do. I mean, these are the skills for making life happen. These are the skills for being productive, for taking ideas or intentions or motivations and actually translating those into outcomes, either putting ideas on paper or getting a goal accomplished, getting homework turned in, whatever it may be. So that was something that I think resonated with a lot of people. Um, but I know you probably have a little bit more of a, a, a clinical definition or, or way to present that. Yeah, so there's lots of different models out there. Um, one that I really like is uh, Dr. Thomas Brown's model, and he divides executive function into several categories with each one having subskills. And I think it's really important that we not necessarily think about executive functioning as one whole thing, but a series of subskills. Um, because what we see is with individuals, we all have strengths and weaknesses in different areas. So we may be really strong in some areas of executive functioning and then have some challenges in other areas. And the key is to really identify which skills need some work and some support, um, and then the child or the student can find success. So so what is that model again, Dr. Brown's? Yeah, so it's Dr. Brown's model. And I just wanna take a minute to um, summarize it, and then of course we'll provide some resources if you really wanna get into the research and um, different assessment models that he has out as well. Um, so the different areas that he mentions are, number one is activation, and so this is really the start button. It's getting started, organizing, prioritizing, so it's really all the things you need to kind of get going. The next area is focus, so we're really looking at can you focus? Can you sustain that focus? And then also, are you able to shift your focus between different tasks or different areas? Next is effort. Um, effort in his model includes regulating attention, sustaining effort, and processing speed. Then there's emotion. So this is one that's often left out. We don't really think of this as an executive function. We usually think of it more as a mood disorder or anxiety or something like that. Um, but with the executive function, we're looking at emotionally, can they regulate their feelings? Can they tolerate frustration? Um, how do they express and manage excitement and anger? The next one is memory. And um, this includes juggling or working memory, um, working memory, can be divided into visual and auditory. 
And then also memory includes recalling information. So are you able to freely recall up information? Do you need some kind of prompt or some kind of cue? And then the last one is action. Controlling the pace of an activity, um, stopping yourself, so controlling some impulsivity. And um, so those are the the six clusters from uh, Brown's model. And I think it does a nice job of covering just how many different skills are really considered part of executive functioning. Yeah, that's a good model. And there's several others out there, but I know that's one we've turned to. It just seems to, to, to present EF in a way that, that really makes sense to us. So those are a lot of different areas, and they can affect, like you said, they can affect students um, in different classes, in different times of their day, and probably not just at school, right? Like at home, too. Yeah, so when I work with families, we're not just looking at um, schoolwork, although that usually is kind of what might prompt an evaluation or initial consult here at Individual Matters. But a lot of times we see that overlap with um, what would be considered refusing to complete chores, um, just not getting started on things that they need to get done. Um, Moving into more of the school realm, we see sort of these epic homework battles every night. Um, And then not only getting the homework completed, but getting it to the bag and getting it to the teacher and then following up, did the teacher get it? What grade did you get? All of those kinds of things. Um, then also, always, I ask parents, you know, what, what does their locker look like? What does their desk look like? Does it look like it was hit by a tornado? Um, you know, are there old bologna sandwiches in the bottom of the bag? That kind of thing. <laughs> um, and then again, also emotions. So how do they regulate their emotions at home and at school? A lot of times we'll see a child and the parent says they're holding it together at school and teachers will report don't see any anxiety no emotional problems but then we have this big blowout when we get home and that can mean a lot of different things but sometimes it can mean this child's working really hard at school to manage all the different things that they have to manage and then they just can't regulate or modulate it anymore once they get home it kind of just they need to let it all out um But as I tell parents, you know, who have concerns about, well, my child presents good at school, but then at home, you know, they're having all these issues. And I just always remind them that that's nice, that it's not the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, good point. I know parents, back when I was teaching, parents would come in and describe a little bit of what went on after school, at the end of the school day. And it was sometimes in stark contrast to what I saw in the classroom. So it told me this kid was really holding it together in the class to get things done. Um, And certainly the other piece, too, with the classroom and at school, there's much more structure. hmm. So the routine and structure of the day kind of moves the child through, um, whereas, you know, there's a lot more moving dynamics and moving pieces and flexibility in a home environment that can sometimes um, lead to the executive function skill problem being more obvious. Um, And then the other one I both at home and school is I hear this child's lazy or they're not living up to their potential or they don't care Um, and then you know sadly when I sit down one-on-one with that child and start talking with them we realize that sometimes these students are actually experiencing more stress and overwhelm um, and self-esteem issues than they're presenting Um, and so sometimes it can look lazy but really, I, don't, I haven't met a student who wakes up and says, 
I think I'm going to be lazy today and just kind of be a loser and not be successful. And I'm just going to kind of aggravate all the adults in my life too, by just doing nothing. Usually there's something else going on. We've just missed it. So yes, there's behaviors and avoidance and things like that, that develop over time, but there's a reason. So I think when we do good assessment and good conversation with the students, we can kind of get to the heart of what's going on and then we can label it for them. And that leads us to good interventions and solutions. Um, so yeah. sometimes we just have to dig a little deeper and, and we find it. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. And executive functioning is very similar to ADHD, right? I mean, there's a lot of overlap there with attentional regulation and emotional regulation and maybe lower working memory and all those kinds of things. But like you've said before, these symptoms of an executive function problem, problem overlap with a lot of other potential issues too, right? Sure. So we see um, executive function problems in children and adults who have autism, um, but not everyone with executive function problems has autism. Uh, we see these issues with um, a lot of students who have learning disorders like dyslexia because of the way their brain works and their learning style, they tend to have a little bit more disorganization, what we would call disorganization, um, and the associated executive functions. Uh, of course, ADHD, there's a lot of overlap as we were talking about regulating attention, working memory, speed, and emotion. Um, so I think um, the field is really starting to develop and kind of teasing things out. Um, but today, I just I think if we kind of focus on executive function with the realization that it's not a single simple thing that exists in isolation, um, but for the purpose of going over it, just kind of focusing in on specifically executive function. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in the next series, when we get into more redefining or, or reframing what it's all about, um, we can get into a little bit more of that. Um, my understanding is that executive functioning develops from a very young age, um, shortly after birth, I believe. And I don't have you know all the research and the technical manuals and so forth in front of me, but it continues through childhood, right? And it and it it differs in each stage of a child's development. And I think it even it continues right up into adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it looks different at every developmental stage. So it's really important to be thinking about the child in terms of development and having realistic expectations. Um, it's different for every individual. Um, even between two siblings, you can have one that seems to be able to navigate very easily at a younger age, and the other one um, can't seem to find their pants in the morning um, or their shoes or only packed half their backpack, those kinds of things. So I think it's different. I kind of think about it like run, like running. You can build the skills, you can train, but there's always going to be variability in how strong it is. But they are called skills because we can learn, we can improve. Um, and with the technology we have, there's so many environmental modifications and strategies that can really help. So it's just about really an individualized approach to what age they are, what's going on, what's available to them. And then of course we layer in temperament as well. But um, certainly it looks different and the whole the whole point of this segment is that there are solutions and that's kind of what we want to focus on is what are the solutions and executive functioning seems to be getting more attention i know we were talking about it years ago it you see it more and more online you see teachers talking about it more and i guess that makes sense because it's just so fundamental 
in translating those abilities or academic skills and desires into something, some final product, right? I mean, you can have all this, this stuff ready to go. You can have all these ideas, um, but if you're not able to turn that into that final paper, if you're not able to accomplish that goal or whatever it may be, even for adults too, it's, it's, or if you're not able to get ready in the morning or w whatever it is, it can be really frustrating. Um, and it just translates into somebody who's not reaching their potential, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of how it shows up. Well, that's great. I think that's a good overview of executive functioning. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of maybe close out with, um, on our blog, we have a, a little article about executive function, and we kind of used the analogy or the metaphor of the pilot. And I love this because um, I think you can use this description with students so to kind of help them understand what's going on so they don't blame themselves um, but also you can hold them accountable um, so with the whole concept of the pilot it's that every part of the plane may be in good working order but you've got to pull all those things together in order to get that plane off the ground to the destination land it safely um, so i just i kind of like that idea of executive function is like the pilot <laughs> yeah, that's a good metaphor. That, that, that works well. And that blog, as well as future blogs, will be available at our website, individualmatters.org. I'm also going to fill up the, follow up this podcasting video with some resources that, uh, if you're listening or watching, you can explore for some more information about this. All right, I think that's it from us today. We hope you'll join us for the next segment, Reframe and Redefine, where we're going to take a positive and solution-focused look potential EF problems and strategies for skill building. So we look forward to having you there. If you're interested in learning more about executive function, we recommend visiting brownadhdclinic.com. That's Dr. Brown's website. We referenced during the podcast, he has information not only about EF, but about ADHD, uh, the model that he uses and strategies for supporting that. Another good one is understood.org not only for EF, but also for all issues related to neurodevelopment and learning. And then a third is Center on the Developing Child at Harvard University. You can Google that website where they offer information, talk a little bit about the science of EF, and then offer some strategies for building executive function skills. Mm -hmm.